put your put your musician hat on, Gordon. Take off the agriculture hat. <laughs> Take it off now. <laughs> um, Gotta be in What if you put it on a like all of a sudden you had the slash hat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, hold on. Hang on. So uh, last year we bought Haley a ukulele and, mm-hmm. uh, um, to, to learn basic, you know, music and, and chords and whatnot. I really liked playing it. I enjoyed it. I thought, uh, you know, I have zero music talent whatsoever. I've, I've never learned to play an instrument. One of my biggest regrets in life. So um, I enjoyed playing her so much and I enjoyed playing along with her that I ended up buying my own ukulele just a couple weeks ago. So my question to you, Gordon, is um, guitarist, guitarist, keyboardist, and uh, you know, overall, overall musician that you are, what are your thoughts on the ukulele, and am I lesser of a man for owning one? Possibly. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> when you're well, when you're playing music with Haley, one of you should play rhythm and one should play lead, and you could do like neither of us are good enough to do any of that type stuff. Yeah. Two-handed tapping, guitar pyrotechnics. I'm so the ukulele is mostly a rhythm uh, machine for me. Anyway, I, I have zero strumming. I mean, zero picking ability. I'm I'm a chords guy and a strummer, and uh, good enough now to maybe know five chords and go from there but i really enjoy it i think uh like i said zero musical ability but when you learn on an instrument and i'm not saying it's any easier five chords is more than zero musical ability yeah well uh, that is if that is a solid foundation in fact it is but it, it makes it fun because there's thousands and thousands of songs that you can play with just five <laughs> chords and and there's something Me- about picking up a inanimate object and making it play what you wanted it to sound like and mm-hmm. uh i get i i i'm not saying i i'm suddenly you know mr musician here but i get the love for it and i just makes me want to learn more on it and maybe eventually graduate to a guitar although four strings are daunting enough for me i can't imagine trying to do six because i only have five fingers and really your thumb is kind of useless on a ukulele anyway but six six strings just seems like it, it's like geometry three and right now i'm in basic math so um, well you but, can play any chord with just three strings on a guitar I mean, just like a ukulele yeah. so Lot, lots of bands made millions of dollars with three chords right that's right <laughs> but no i i really uh i, I just enjoy it and but you know the ukulele it's a it's, it's it is an instrument you buy for your 10 year old daughter it's not really something a 43 year old guy with zero music ability is going to go out and do, but, but I enjoy it. Now, one thing I'm not going to do is uh, go take my five chords and go sit at a campfire with a group of about 20 adults and say, Hey guys, I, I got this. And then start playing. I, I, you're going to, you're going to play outside <laughs> karma. I'm not going to, Who uh, goes? yeah, I'm not doing it. your name to Brody. <laughs> Who's the I guy? just enjoy strumming it. it. It sounds great. I enjoy strumming it. I enjoy making music with it. And uh, who's the and guy who the, the Hawaiian guy who played the ukulele? He's, oh yeah, he's, he's got a real now. long name. Uh, Israel. Yeah, he, Israel. That's Israel. every Hawaiian guy. 
Well, I was there was a great little piece on NPR that I caught a few minutes of about the Hawaiian ukulele yeah. and Hawaiian guitar tradition, which are like completely different than what we have on the mainland in the so United the States. Of- the guy you're talking about redid Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and uh, mm-hmm. I, read a, I read a story or I heard a story about that, and he was pretty much, um, he, he pretty much walked into a studio and told the guy, I want you to record this, and he just kind of did it um, on the fly, and if you listen to the original recording, he messes up quite a few times, and he gets lyrics wrong and everything, but the guy who recorded it for him um, said he was just such an awe of the moment that he just kept rolling and he said no that's perfect let's go with it as it is and the guy ended up making a career out of uh, out of that one night so um, well that's one of the secrets to to music is that it doesn't have to be perfect and a lot of times it's better when it's not perfect and that the the feel and the uh, the mood that you can evoke through sound is more important than hitting every note or getting every word right so i know uh john and i are big pearl jam fans and eddie vetter came out with a ukulele album and it's it's a lot more intricate than just the ukulele there's a lot of uh, mandolins and things like that in it but it it also made me (laughs) it also made me appreciate the instrument it's just a really relaxing sounding instrument and uh yeah i enjoy it and so i recommend any other people out there who are not 10 year old girls don't don't let the uh don't let the daintiness of the of the instrument turn you away it's really not cool to assign a gender to to, it's not cool to gender an instrument you know whatever whatever item you pick up that you make a good sound with is is okay in my book what about the girls might like the jury dudes you don't know I thought you said jury duty. Girls like jury duty. <laughs> Remember on Walk Hard. I'll just, like, next subject. We need more Girls jury, like jury duty. <laughs> Discuss. Uh, yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. So if um. Yeah. That's it. That's all I had to say about the ukulele. I didn't really have a a big place ukulele. to go with that. I just uh, Claire got a ukulele. Um, we tried to learn some chords and then we stopped. But Haley, fun. Clara, and Billy need to start a. Uh, hey, do you want me to break it out? Do you want me to break it out and show you a G? No, I'm kidding. You should. He's really wanting to play the ukulele. Yeah, he is. Just let him. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm so, so let's uh, let's not talk about coronavirus at all. No, let's not. Let's not. I so like coming it. up, coming up, uh, Gordon, Gordon uh, got this guest on, and uh, we've already interviewed him, but you're going to hear it later in the podcast. Uh, Jimmy Randolph from the Sanford Area Growth Alliance. Uh, yeah, that was a good interview. We, we talk about the addition of a new manufacturing company, Through Six, which is coming in. Yeah. And uh, what would your story say, Gordon? 160 plus jobs. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I just interviewed one of the executives for a story that'll be in our forthcoming printed edition and they have a really fascinating story they had they had initially gone into business as a clothing brand and they found that the the whole process of being a clothing brand was the the whole supply chain process the the need to buy all this inventory and you know the financial outlay that generated or that 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 um that that required was just a broken system so they're no longer a clothing brand they're they are the the middleman there you you could be a clothing brand and need a whole bunch of units of a certain item and they'll print it 
and supply it to the customer and that customer might be a customer might be a retailer and it might be an individual and it just i i don't know anything about the the clothing manufacturing industry but it was it's just sounded like a really cool story that they kind of they kind of have disrupted an industry and in so doing they've been successful enough that they need an east coast hub and that's going to be in sanford now i looked at their website it's legit i mean great looking it's a real company yeah um, <laughs> I, I was uh you know they have pattern clothes and a lot of that is uh looks like it's for the younger crowd not no no they're, they're not they're not you know they're not designing clothing yeah they're they're creating clothing they're manufacturing clothing that other designers have made so right what's on their website is probably just a visual of of what they're capable of and i i do think that there's well i know that there's some proprietary technology mixed up in it that they're able to manufacture this stuff in a way that you know that's a big deal now them. people yeah. are you know going into the t-shirt designing business and things like that all over um like amazon stores pop up everywhere too people design their own it's kind of decentralized or or kind of like the yeah. record comp- record businesses now right I, like I get the sense that if we wanted to create a line of rant clothing we could go through them and they receive the order and they manufacture it and send it out and i guess we get a cut i don't i don't know how the uh, that idea. part of their business works but be idea. on the lookout for we we're gonna have some branded bedazzled rant jeans and masks soon we're here to announce i'd wear a rant, rant mask. Shirt. I would i'd wear that. a rant mask <laughs> I, I, like a ski mask if i weren't a a man <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right what do y'all think about that? I wear a mask as I wear my as I play my ukulele. And we weren't so gonna been, talk, we weren't going to talk COVID this week, John. Oh dang! Well, <laughs> That's never right. mind then. No, so I, I've I, been going places and people are not wearing masks. No, What's the deal? Oh, yeah, we're in phase two. It's all over with now. We beat the coronavirus. So I I got caught. Um, I did run to Fuquay after going to Campbell, and I did not have a mask with me, and I had to run in and do a pickup order at Lowe's or Home Depot there, and. Uh, yeah, I felt um, I felt like I was getting stares from the masked crowd, and I wanted to just yell at everybody. I usually wear it. I, I'm not, you know, this isn't. And then I just I curled up to a fetus in aisle three and stayed there for about an hour. Yeah, now I've heard that it's unmanly to wear your mask in your car. Now I, I get that you're technically safer in your car, but what if your drive is like two minutes and you just you're gonna take it off and put it back on? just for the two minute car ride, you're just going to leave it on. And even more, why does somebody else care if somebody's Um, wearing Somebody else is wearing a mask in their car. I see people wearing masks in their cars and uh, um, I feel like my car is my safe space. But usually when I see people wearing masks in there, they have other people in the car. I guess that. Well, I mean, it's people. It could be be inconvenient to take it off and put it back on and take it off and put it back on. I don't begrudge somebody wearing a mask in their car. So what do y'all... what do y'all think about this thing that happened in uh, Minnesota? <laughs> do you want to talk about <laughs> oh, that? Oh, boy. That the is... toughest to- topic possible with three uh, white guys to talk about? Yeah, I don't know if we're the, the people to talk. Although I am enjoying, um, it seems like this one has caused more yeah, it seems social media buzz from... from um, I like, haven't seen anybody like... Defending it? Yeah, defending. <laughs> you know, it seems like it's really turned to... A corner in our conscience. Well, there. I've seen a lot of people who are like, "Well, we don't know what happened before this," or I mean, we don't know what he's doing from that picture. And everybody's like, "Well, watch the video." 
and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> there's really no, well, no I, I'm sure there is because give it a few days to cool down and you'll find somebody who well, you'll see some, you'll see some all lives matter pop up here and there and uh, uh it's pretty disgraceful though that's just yeah, I think the rant has a good history with local law enforcement. Gordon, in particular, has worked very closely with local law enforcement. And uh, I hope people understand that whatever side we take on something like this in no way diminishes our respect and our relationship with local law enforcement. But um, this does not look good for law enforcement, and rightfully so. This no, it was doesn't. A, this was a terrible incident, and um, and a lot of people are, are voicing. Uh, I I somewhat what? have a problem with social media advocacy because some people think posting what they believe on social media is enough and they don't feel like they need to go out and do anything. It feels like though some people are talking about going out and doing more stuff now. And uh, so here's, yeah. here's hoping, right? Oh yeah. I, I've seen several law enforcement officers here and, and elsewhere sharing things that are, very critical of the officers in question you know saying these guys should be charged what these guys did was was murder they they are not reflective of what a good law enforcement officer is so yeah to me that sort of underlines just how bad it is when you've got members of the profession lining up to say how bad this was i'm sure this will come up I'm sure this is definitely i think it's just the beginning of this um before we get to jimmy's interview i do want to talk uh Real quick about the next edition of The Rant. Um, it will be coming out on Monday. Uh, we're putting it together as we speak. And uh, um, But no, I, I, one thing I want to say about this, this edition is, uh, um, while yes, it is COVID, COVID-19 focused and, and uh, um, rightfully so, there is a lot in here that is uh, apart from that. A lot of restaurant openings, business announcements, um, you know, there is signs of life in the economy with the with the uh, phase two of the reopening, and we're starting to see a little bit of uh, coming back to life of some of our local businesses. So, you know, we're getting there, and I think this this edition reflects that properly. And uh, I'm in the process of, of putting some of the pages together. And uh, once again, guys, top notch job. <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back here. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Good job. My arm hurts. Yeah. Batting on the back. I, I think it'll be a good addition. And I, I've been proud of the additions that we've had since all this yeah. came upon us. But it's hard to tell the news through any other lens right now because this COVID stuff is such a big part of what's happening to everybody. It really is. You just can't even, I mean, it comes up every five or 10 minutes. You know, you can't th- talk about anything without it. Yeah, there's like nothing Impact that hasn't in some been way. impacted. You're seeing uh, I almost yeah. wrote a column about this. I decided to go a completely different direction. But one thing I want to say, uh, the class of 2020 seniors. I wrote that column. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Yeah. Good. I'm glad I didn't then. I'm glad you did. Well, I, I still think what I had to say about it might be different. But if, uh, if, if, if this is what you said, please tell me. But what I was going to say is, uh, um, yeah, this sucks. It really sucks for high school seniors. But the good news is, is that high school sucks anyway. <laughs> and uh, uh, I took the other side. <laughs> I mean, um, and that really, I know when you're living in the moment of high school, it's the most important thing in the world. But once you get beyond high school, you realize 
just how high school high school was <laughs> and there's so much more ahead of, of these kids and and i hope uh, you know well i my take was that you know as you get older you forget a lot about what happened in high school you do. but you yeah. do remember the big things and yeah. that's my, that was my point that you, you remember your graduation yeah I, it's, yeah, it's sad that they're missing their graduation that um, is sad but you know, there's some people out there though that hated high school that didn't really mind these last three months. <laughs> uh, if our old friend Caleb from our radio used to call into our radio cool. show, if he was still in high school, I'm not sure he graduated, but he's definitely aged out. Yeah. But if he was still in high school, his little brother's in it still. He'd have been God. loving this, although he wouldn't admit it. That you'd be like, Caleb, how glad are you that uh, that high school's out? And he'd be like. Well, only one because I hate it. I'm only there because I hate it. <laughs> Caleb, uh, what have you been doing do a lot of? Graduation. <laughs> what What have you been doing, Caleb? In the, in the take in the not talking to my mom. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about this pandemic, Caleb? So what? I hate it. It's all a hoax, anyway. Trump 20. Yeah. yeah. You guys hey, need to host, open your eyes, sheeple. Our guest this week is Jimmy Randolph with the Sanford Area Growth Alliance. And we're going to speak with him about the recent announcement by California Company Through Six. And their, uh, their of their decision to locate a new operation in Sanford, but Jimmy, do you want to just start by telling us, you know, your your title at Saga and 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 what you do, and then maybe we can get into how all this came together. Sure, I'm the uh, existing industry uh, manager here. I work uh, closely with Bob Joyce on the recruitment side, and we are um, it really as a team effort with the uh, particularly with the volume of activity we've seen over the last twelve to eighteen months. Um, the, uh, the, the leads that we're getting from the Ecom Development Partnership of North Carolina, as well as our um, leads that we've kind of developed organically here, um, have just been uh, pretty phenomenal. If you, if you think about the results we've had, those are very impressive, but the number of uh, projects that we've worked that didn't ultimately choose to come here has been very significant as well. So um, I work primarily to... Um, assist our existing industry with issues or um, challenges they may be facing, and then um, step over to the recruiting side whenever needed to uh, respond to RFIs with, with Bob. Well, can you tell us about how all this came together? I'm sure it's a, a, a lengthier process than what the public sees. Sure. The, um, the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina is a public-private partnership that works with the Department of Commerce uh, to recruit industry and help them locate here in North Carolina, help encourage them to make that decision to locate here in North Carolina. And we receive a, a probably 60 to 70 percent of our leads come through EDP and C. Uh, this project came that via that route. Uh, we were notified last November by the Economic Development Partnership that um, there was a company interested in uh, finding a building to locate in, in uh, this part of North Carolina. And we were invited to submit a response to that uh, request for information, um, submitted several buildings. Um, interestingly, I went back and pulled that information recently in response to a question. And the first building Bob submitted was the spec building. So I think uh, oh, wow. this is just another example of how that 
having that um, that property available to show makes such a great entree for uh, just getting folks here and, and introducing them to the community. And if it's not a great fit, we can show them other properties. So um, that uh, RFI was due in early December and um, we submitted it. We heard back from EDB PNC early in uh, 2020, in 2020, that we were, um, we had made a shorter list of potential sites and uh, we hosted the company here in Sanford in uh, late January, January 27th. And the announcement was just made yesterday. Um, but at what point did you feel like the, this was kind of wrapped up in a, in a done deal and, and something that was going to happen? We felt good about the initial visit. Um, one of the big challenges the company faced is that they um, are use high-tech proprietary software to uh, to color the fabrics and put images onto fabrics and that sort of thing. But part of the process is fairly basic and traditional in the sense that they then cut out the pattern from that colored fabric and sew it together manually. So they needed skilled mm -hmm. sewers. One of the reasons they looked in this region of North Carolina is because we do have uh, historically a number of cut and sew manufacturers that have been based here. And there are still folks around who um, have gained those skills working in um, local manufacturers. Siler City, Ashborough, Zebulon, they looked at a number of facilities in the area that um, were currently in operation and had those trained sewers. During the time they came and visited Sanford, they stayed here for about three days and looked at some of those other nearby facilities. But they called me back on the Monday following that visit and said they were going to take the red eye back to Sanford. They really liked what they saw here. So from the very beginning, we had a good feeling about it. The biggest challenge was they wanted to own the building and the property owner was not interested in selling. So while we felt very good in the early days of the process after that first visit, uh, there were several months of negotiations between the company and the property owner about whether or not they could they could pull off a deal to buy the building. Ultimately, they settled for a longer term lease and uh, and hope to potentially down the road be able to, to buy it if uh, if the owner is willing. So okay. through six, um, I'm looking at their website, uh, like you said, clothing manufacturer. Uh, a little unique or maybe very unique in that they they cut and sew and, and they do um, everything. On their site they're coming to i know a lot of people think of sanford as uh, a place known for making bricks and and maybe other industries but sanford has a really really rich textile history can you talk a little bit about that uh, uh about the textile industry here um and uh, i understand it probably went through um, very difficult times during the most recent recession as well so i guess this is pretty good news for textile here it is, um, Billy, that's a good point. Um, Curry Company, many people remember Curry Company because family members work there. Um, I spoke with um, Margaret this morning on the radio and she uh, reminded me that she had actually worked at Curry Company at one point. Um, many of the folks uh, from my generation, a little bit older, um, that grew up here in this region had a family member that worked there. Um, that company had ties to the, the triad area um, and the triad area was known globally as a center of textile manufacturing. We also had Cascade Fibers here that made table linens for high-end restaurants. And uh, their big annual um, outlet sale at their facility, which at one point was here in the, in the buggy company where our offices are located, um, was a, a big annual event here in Sanford because folks could uh, get really high quality um, 
locally manufactured made in America table linens at a, at a real bargain. So both people here and businesses here, you know, the folks, the banks and other folks that did business with those large companies um, benefited from that for many years. But by the, uh, by the time of the, the last recession in, uh, you know, 2008-9, most of all, all of that had, had moved on, um, except for uh, Arden. Um, Arden still is here manufacturing um, seat cushions for outdoor furniture, um, covers, upholstered covers for outdoor furniture, and um, still has a very good business here. So um, this will make a nice complement to, uh, to, uh, to that business as well. Well, I mean, you said they were uh, that this all started back in November, and that it got rolling pretty well earlier this year. Did uh, did the you know the economy shut down and pandemic? Did that delay the inevitable here, or did this all move along despite that? Moved along, I think, despite that, Billy. Um, and I didn't really feel it. Finish uh, answering your question, Gordon. I apologize for that. Those negotiations were going on between the property owner and the company in California for several months. And we were not directly involved in those conversations. So um, things got a little bit quiet on that front as far as we were concerned. Um, when we reached back out to EDPNC, um, I guess probably about three or four weeks ago, we learned that they were um, still very actively discussing uh, locating here. And the, uh, the pandemic had actually increased their business fairly dramatically. They had pivoted early on with a couple of the companies that they manufacture for to the manufacture of masks and net gaiters, um, customized uh, designs for uh, for individuals um, interested in you know uh, being uh, being responsible and wearing PPE, but having sort of their own personal flair with that. And uh, for the first time in the company's history, they were actually faced with the um, the inability to meet demand. Um, from their existing customers. So they were um, eager to get this facility up and running as quickly as possible. And they are still in that, facing that uh, challenge right now. So I think for them right now, they want to ramp up and get started manufacturing in Sanford as quickly as possible, largely due to the increased demand associated with that PPE manufacturer. You say they're California-based. Uh, did they did they express the reason why they were looking at the East Coast or North Carolina? The... Um, the, the bulk of their business um, is from, for fairly small orders or even, you know, individual orders that are placed with one of the companies they do business with. And shipping time is very important to those consumers. So they indicated early on that they needed an East Coast location. Why this particular section of the East Coast? Uh, believe it or not, there's a, there's a family connection here. The uh, Paul, the gentleman that I've been working here most, most recently with, uh, mentioned that his uh, his um, one of their family members lives in the Raleigh area, and his brother is planning to move here and oversee the North Carolina operations, and is very eager to have his children grow up around that family member. So there was a, a personal connection, at least to the region, which drove their uh, their initial contact with EDP and C. Hey Jimmy, um, this is John. Just a quick question: How hard is your job right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, John. I really enjoy my job, uh, but it is very challenging. I think particularly on the existing industry side, the impacts that uh, we've, we saw very early on, several of our major manufacturers um, that supply or part of the automotive supply chain um, had to make some tough decisions about some temporary shutdowns. And of course, a shutdown at one of our major manufacturing facilities trickles down and ripples through the entire economy uh, pretty quickly. So 
there there have been some uh, some really challenging decisions that our existing manufacturers have had to make, and then obviously the small business community has has been dramatically impacted by the stay at home orders and uh, restrictions on their ability to do business in the normal normal fashion or what was the normal fashion. So the phones are are pretty much you know ringing off the hooks every day, but um, we've got a great team over here at Saga and. I work very closely with Meg at the chamber. And um, and then again, on the recruiting side, it's been interesting because in addition to all the disruptions and responding to those, we've continued to see steady project activity. So uh, it's, yeah. I, I guess you could say it's hard, but it's, uh, it's also very rewarding and uh, it's a lot of fun. Are you looking at ways to position yourself going forward? You know, maybe seeing, I mean, maybe Sanford has some benefits that other communities may not have to move forward, like our connection with the biotech industry? Um, Absolutely. I think the, the cluster that we've seen developing um, around uh, gene therapy in particular uh, is getting a lot of attention. A couple of smaller gene therapy um, related industry announcements have occurred in the um, Durham and, and uh, Raleigh markets very recently, and they cited the growing gene therapy cluster in this region um, and they're talking about us when they say that. They're talking about Pfizer and Audentas, and um, it's exciting to hear conversations from you know a little more established uh, economies in Durham, larger and more established um, economies in uh, in Durham and, and Raleigh and Chapel Hill, referencing our businesses here as a part of a very important cluster. Yeah. You, you, that actually feeds into something that I was hoping to ask about the press release that came out about through six referenced this being the fourth, you know, economic development announcement in, in less than 12 months. Um, I think it's interesting though, that you've got the gene therapy clusters with Pfizer and Audentes and you've got Barat Forge doing a different kind of manufacturing. And now this, uh, an, uh, another different kind of manufacturing. Uh, do you think that it's important to have that diversity of, of growth when it comes to, to new industries locating here? I think it's critically important, and Bob often talks about, uh, my colleague Bob Joyce often talks about that diversity having served us so well in previous economic downturns. Um, Mm -hmm. There are going to be sectors, as was the case with uh, COVID-19 in the automotive sector, that um, are among the first to feel the impacts of various disruptive uh, occurrences in the economy. And, uh, and inevitably, that's going to impact us locally. So the more um, broad-based and diverse our economy is, uh, the better off we are. And we are heavily manufacturing in general, but that diversity within the manufacturing sector has served us well, and I think we'll continue to going forward. It's just a, a lot. There's a lot of different types of jobs for p- people with different skill sets. And, that's uh, exactly right. And the community college does such a super job. I mean, they're um, we, we lead with our education um, and training capabilities here at the local community college system um, in just about every uh, site visit we have with industry workforce is so important. And uh, our flexibility here, being able to offer customized training um, for just about any of those jobs that you might imagine would, would exist in a, uh, in, a, in a high-tech manufacturing environment or, or traditional manufacturing, um, we can get excellent training delivered quickly um, developed to the specs of that particular um, industry at our local community college um, in almost every instance. And that's just a huge asset. And then obviously for um, leadership and management innovation and uh, some of the more um, highly technical skills, the universities that we have so nearby uh, are cranking out top caliber graduates 
um, who love this area, who've been here in school for four years and don't really feel very inclined to leave. And uh, so we're able to, um, to, to encourage a lot of those folks to stay here in this area. And um, manufacturing, I think, is, um, is, has a lot of appeal to, um, to folks that are just entering the labor force, particularly now that it's so much higher tech than it once was. How, uh, how big a deal would you say it is to land a project like this without any incentive? I think it's very, um, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Um, I think the, uh, the idea that this community can attract an industry of this size and an industry um, of this caliber, a business of this caliber, on the merits of the workforce, on the merits of the quality of life, on the merits of our, like say, those training resources that we have available here without any additional incentives. Um, it's very encouraging going forward. And again, I think it, it speaks to other businesses that might be thinking about this area. It's a, a good example for us to point to um, when we're just trying to sell folks on the merits of the community itself. Well, I don't know if anybody else has any uh, questions about the economic development, but I did want to ask you, Jimmy, about your Instagram. You have like my favorite Instagram in Sanford <laughs> because it's all these great outdoors pictures of little forest critters. And and I like taking pictures like that, but I'm always far away. And you, how do you get such great pictures of little like skinks and weasels and <laughs> whatever else? Oh man, it's you've tapped into my passion there. I appreciate you asking about that, um, Gordon. I um, I have a pretty nice camera that I got for Father's Day several years back, and I uh, had a, a 300 millimeter zoom lens on it, and I, I could get you know right into the faces of snakes and um, critters like that from uh, from from a safe distance with that. But I went to a little workshop down in uh, at one of our state parks in the in the Southern Pines area, and a gentleman there. Um, was using his iPhone for all of his nature photography and had a few tips on that. If you can overcome your, um, you know, if you can overcome the fear factor, you can get some really high quality photos with the technology that's available in phones now. So I sort of made it a mission to uh, convert fully over to the iPhone. So except for some of those uh, birds in the sky in the distance, um, just about all of my photos are with the iPhone and it really does cause you to slow down and really notice those little things. Um, that are so cool and unique about uh, about the natural world, and um, I've really really enjoyed that um, that uh, pastime. And uh, Instagram's a great uh, way to share that with with um, other folks who have similar similar interests. There's a, you're you're not just finding these critters in your yard. You've you've got to be going on hikes and that sort of thing to to locate them and then know what to look for. Yeah, I um, I grew up right here in the Sand Hills, so I'm very familiar with a lot of the. Um, you know, maybe the more unusual and rare um, critters that are around in the area, and I do seek them out. Um, but we have so many great uh, natural areas that are so nearby, so convenient. Uh, Weymouth Woods down in Southern Pines comes to mind, uh, the White Pines Nature Preserve, um, just, just down the road towards Pittsburgh, Raven Rock over in Harnett County, and of course, Sandley Park. And it's amazing when you get into fairly good quality habitat in some of these areas that have been conserved by our forebears um, and uh, and and slow down and kind of uh, just try to be quiet and observe. There's some really remarkable um, creatures right here around us. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah I, I'd encourage folks to get out there and discover. And I I try to encourage them through those photos that I post to maybe get out there and look for some of these things themselves. Yeah. 
So, so to wrap up, your your personal Instagram is what Hoot Owl Karma. Is that right? That's it. Hoot and Owl where, Karma. And where can the Sanford Area Growth Alliance be found on the socials? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find us at Grow Sanford and See, um, and they do a super job both with uh, Instagram and with um, with Facebook and our our website of trying to keep folks up to date. And um, and we certainly appreciate the job that you guys do. Of, um, of helping us share news with the community that's of interest. Thank you. Thank you. Was well, there anything else that you wanted to close with, Jimmy? Well, I, um, I, was, I was prepared maybe for some questions about pottery with, uh, with Mr. Owens on here. Um, that's Lay another John. I don't know anything about pottery. So. <laughs> I, I had I to get a real had, job. <laughs> I, I know we're, uh, we're audio only, but I actually had a little um, – little Oh, that's nice. Get, get a picture of that, here. Jimmy. Or Billy, of, Billy, get a picture of that. You know, that can be one our... second. Who, 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 who made that? Was it? This is uh, the North State Pottery second stamp. Oh, yeah. Is this what okay. you were telling me about, Jimmy? A, f- a few, a couple months ago, yes. when we met at the railroad house. That's right. Uh, some of my family members were. This is this is okay. fascinating, John. I got, I got a shot this. of it. I got a shot. Right. So John's family, the Joni Owen. Um, yeah, that's my Joni. That's my grandpa's uh, cousin, I think. Yeah. So Joni and um, and uh, Walter, Walter were the yeah. were the primary turners at North State for for forty plus years, yeah. and uh, turned out a tremendous volume of wares and high quality wares that were renowned really all around the country. Yeah, um, for the, quality uh, and beauty. Walter went by W N Owens. That's right, right W N Owens. Owen. So the funny story about Owen. Um, well, I guess you know this is a side note, but. All of my family is named Owen from way back. All like my whole, you know, genealogy, Owen. My grandpa changed it to Owens because he wanted to be different. He, it was Owen apostrophe as pottery. That's what he named his shop. And so now my side is all Owens pottery. <laughs> I think I'm going to change mine to Anderson's. Gordon, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that um, that's a great story, John, and it is uh, legendary in the pottery community. ML uh, differentiated himself from the rest of yeah. that uh, that clan by adding that S, and uh, it's yeah. still the subject of much debate. <laughs> I and, feel like uh, he differentiated himself he, a lot. He could have went a lot different. Like he could have just changed it to <laughs> he he was a Simpson or something like Gonzalo. <laughs> my my grandpa was was a was a wild man. Now he wasn't really a wild man, but he <laughs> he was very interesting. But you know, like Ben Owen is very famous, and he's a cousin, but he's Owen, not Owens. So it's just interesting. People come up to our shop, and it's just like, what's the difference? And there's not really a difference. At your reunions, do the Owens stay on one side and the Owen stay on? We're the, the black sheep of the family. Yeah. They have to, they have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you differentiate between the Owens branch and the Owens branch, the difference is all in where the apostrophe falls. Yeah. Right. Or whether <laughs> it falls. Yeah. Well, I'd love to participate in a in a more lengthy discussion sometime about Definitely, the yeah. You yeah. should you should come up to his shop and talk to my dad. Gordon's talked to my dad before. He he likes him. Boyd Owens I'd love is, to do that. He's a great American. Now, he's a character. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Jimmy, for your time. I know you've got other stuff to, to handle, but uh, we appreciate you joining us and, and kind of putting some of this news into context for us. So, so thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much.
The hoax talk kind of calmed down a little bit, didn't it? Or no? Am I wrong? Uh, um, it's, it's moved on from the pandemic as a hoax to more of the people that America created it and made the, you know, it's like the hoax is in how it was created. The hoax yeah. is no longer that this is a a vehicle it's not to happening. drive president out of office. I think he's doing a good job of that himself, personally. <laughs> how about, so today he's supposed to announce an executive order about, against Twitter. Like he doesn't understand the first amendment. Like, well, you don't have a right to use Twitter. You know, even though you have first well, amendment rights, Twitter is a private company. First, yeah. the first amendment only protects you from the government. Like, and they didn't even censor him. All they did was say little, add a little tag at the bottom. That was like, well, this is kind of wrong. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. you know that there was a decision that was made before someone placed that though. It was, I don't oh, think, it, yeah. you know, I think oh, yeah. they were in a room and there was maybe a little bit of giggling and high-fiving when it happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that Twitter guy that, what is it? Jack something. Yeah. He's, he's like a libertarian. Like I don't yeah. think he's a. And, and he's done he's a, so much on Twitter. That's not even like a big one. You know, it was like, like three or four liberal interns that did it. They no, could have done this I bet they ago. were like, facing their hands frustrated because of the pandemic and they're like all right let's let's just see what happens if we do this i can't yeah i can't and they're gonna end up in prison i, I kind of can't stand state social media stuff oh yeah it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad it's all like a big Although, and you know it's gonna get worse through before november like it's gonna be a swamp like a actual facebook like, kind of built the range on so have the brakes a little bit <laughs> <laughs> say what now Facebook kind of built the rant, so well we're fake news. So. <laughs> we are fake news, yeah, yeah. You and are. We should think this this podcast is the first um, where we are all properly mic'd. So um, yeah, it sounds awesome. Does it? Yeah, you guys sound great. I can't hear what I sound like. But you sound it, good, man. You sound good. Sounds like you sound all right. All right, cool. You sound okay. okay. Yeah, you're okay. You're just okay. All right. I, the, the these new mics, it you can get real close and then speak real quietly and it's kind of like npr I'm, i feel yeah. like it's picking up my breathing i don't like that npr gets it's already breathing on the phone with the mic and you're listening to the state of things with the rant <laughs> that's right the rant of things but this this gives me no doubt that orc patrol can pull off the thing that we wanted to do which was release an album that's called like live from saturn public radio you know, those those <laughs> deals that public radio does where they interview a band and then they play in the studio. So oh, that'd Billy, be cool. You guys could be like the Frank Stacio and ask us ridiculous, ridiculous questions about time travel. Be like, what, what challenges does time travel present to a band that... We didn't do a start to this podcast. 
We, Ooh, I was listening to our I, podcast. We don't have starts to the podcast. I, like people, we have yet to announce who we are or any of our names or why we're doing this or maybe we should do that. Do that at the end. 